All right, let's get officially started. Good morning, praise the Lord. It's great to be here with everybody today. We've got an exciting topic for our Youthfluential Live podcast. And the title of our topic today is Friends with Fangs. You know, like a cobra or a snake has fangs. We're going to talk about friends with fangs. Is that possible? Is it possible to have a friend that can hurt you? We're going to look at God's word about that. We're going to consider that. We have a couple topics here that we want to think about. But first of all, I think we ought to just think about it. And so in 2 Samuel chapter 13, and looking at a verse in verse 3, it says, But Ammon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. That's what my King James says, subtle man. But actually that word subtle means crafty. I'm going to look it up in my uh, ESV. And you see, there are people that look like they're your friends act like it, talk like it. But listen, you can learn a lesson from the wise. And I learn and see the reason why people are wise is because they went through trials to get that wisdom. And uh, here's my ESV. It says in verse 3, but Ammon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother, and Jonadab was a very crafty man. So Ammon, Amnon had a friend, and this friend, Jonadab, was a crafty, subtle, deceitful person. And oftentimes, deceitful people can be very nice, they can be polite, they can actually even be gentle, they can be humorous, they make us laugh, and you can develop an emotional friendship with a person who actually hates you. Now, well, sometimes we're placed in a situation with these people that may be in our work setting. And we have to be friendly to them, and they have to be friendly to us because we're working together. And some people who are naive would think, hey, that person was friendly to me. They must be like a friend. And that person is just a corrupt person who wants to hurt you. Think about our friends. You know, we're choosing friends based upon things that we like. So, um, you know, a guy looks for guys that are you a jock or I like the kind of car you drive or maybe you're looking for somebody to help you with your homework or maybe... Um, you know, you're, you're looking for somebody to help you with your computer stuff. Um, maybe some guys try to find another guy who's a friend because they like their sister. Criteria, Pat. That's a word. Criteria of success. Or successful friends. Criteria. Here's what people's criteria are. Oh, they got a nice car. I like his sister. He's a jock. He's popular. She's popular. She, I like the way she dresses. Girls think, oh, I like the way he dresses. 
These are their criterias of success friends or successful friends. This is how they pick their friends. Is she rich? Uh, do other people um, hang around her, flock around her? Is she prettier than me? You know, um, you know, uh, geeks want to hang out with geeks. These are all the outward, external reasons of what I call criteria of success or criteria of successful friends. But what is the right criteria of successful friends? Number one, you need to ask this question. Is this relationship going to drag me down? Is this girl out to use people? You know what? When I say use you, I mean use you as in God is using you for the kingdom and the glory of God. Here's a couple questions that we need to think about when we pick out our friends, Pat. What's this guy's agenda? You need to figure out what people are about. What's the agenda? You know, when you, when you hang out with me, you know what my agenda is. And I, I don't have to tell you what my agenda is. You can tell me. I know what Rizzo's going to do. Rizzo's going to be working on getting the gospel out in the podcast. Rizzo's going to be working on getting the gospel out to those teenagers. Rizzo's going to be getting the gospel out in his evangelism. And Rizzo's going to be going to sleep tonight, waking up tomorrow, and doing the exact same thing all day tomorrow. I know what Pat's doing. I know what your agenda is, Pat. You're, you're trying to love your wife, love your kids. You're trying to teach those kids at school how not to destroy their lives, help them to be better athletes, keep them safe when they do their workouts and gym, etc., and you want to preach the gospel. You want to see the gospel go forth to see a soul saved. That's Pat Genu's agenda. Now, you have some offshoot agendas. You know, you got your car, and you got your house, and you got, you know, something like that. But you know what? That's, that's just an outward showing of some inward heart. And your inward heart is about the kingdom of God and about helping others and about loving others. So criteria of successful friends, Pat, does this, will this person drag me down? What's this person's agenda? Help me. Will this person help me know Jesus? And this is the bottom line, Pat. Ready? You can always tell if this person's a friend or not. Is he open to talk about Jesus. So I was out witnessing to a person who I thought was my friend. And uh, I spent a lot of time, energy, and money on this person. And it was years. So I said something like, you know, thank God for the Lord. The Lord really helped me on this one. And it's because of the Lord, you know, you know, the grace of God has really helped me. Made a comment like that. Because the person knows I'm a Christian. Right. And, and, and I might have even actually said something like, what about you, don't you? Like to praise the Lord or something like that. Just something, flip it. You know what he said to me? He says, don't be talking about, you know, church stuff and religion on work time. Right? 
We're, we're out refing. Well, what work time? In the open air. Hey, I don't talk to you about my religion and my work time. You don't talk to me about my re your religion and work time, right? So a quick comment like that. What did he say? He said, our friendship is limited. Very limited. And it's not a real friendship. So, so I was a, I was a program director at Word of Life Island camp. I was like 22 years old. And so I was the guy with the microphone in front of everybody running programs. And you know who wanted to be my friend? All the middle schoolers. They want to hang around with me, man. Hey, what are you doing? How, who are you? Can I hang out with you? And this is superficial friendship. So there was this one kid. There was this one cat, Pat. He just like took to me like glue. I couldn't get rid of him. You know, and I didn't want to be mean to him. Like, you know, get lost, kid. You know, I'm trying to tell him about the Lord. And man, wherever I went, this kid went, man. He was waiting for me when I came out of my room. And, and it was bad. It was like, dude, you got to get, you, don't you have other friends? So I started thinking, how am I going to get rid of this kid? Nicely. So I said, hey, come here. I want to talk to you. What's that? I said, I want to tell you about the Lord Jesus, how much he loves you. You know, Jesus died on the cross for you. What about you? Have you ever asked Jesus to be your savior? You know what he started saying? Things like, um, uh, you know, um, I said, no, really, go ahead. Tell me about the Lord. He, you know what? Uh, I got to go find my, my cabin friends. We were at camp. Boom, he took off. I was like, hallelujah, hallelujah, gone. And then I learned, I went home. And my unsafe friends wanted me to go out drinking. Hey, Tony, come on out. Let's go. We got a free party. When you're running from the devil, everything's free. Liquor's free. Pot's free. Drugs free. You know, bad situations with women. Everything's free. When you're living with the devil, you got to pay. You got to pay for the drugs. You got to pay for the drinking. You yeah, you, know, you lose money. But when you're trying to leave the devil, you know, the devil gives you everything free, Pat. So, so my friends are coming around and they're giving me everything free. My unsaved friends, my old friends. And I'm like, yo, this is really tempting. When I just got saved, my friends came around and tried to get me back to the world's ways. Yeah. Right. Now. So I started thinking, you know, what am I going to do? And I started thinking, every time my old friend comes around, I'm going to tell him how Jesus Christ saved me. Man, I got to tell you this. Jesus saved me. He saved me from my sins. He saved me from drinking. And I don't do that anymore. And what about you? Would you like to ask Jesus to be your savior? Man, my friends made a beeline for the front door to get away from me as fast as possible. I needed to lose my bad friends because they were dragging me down. 
Yeah, they're trying to drag me down. And so how I got rid of my bad friends and how anybody can get rid of their bad friends is give the gospel to your friends. And if they're really your friends, they'll stay. And if they're not your friends, they'll leave. That's how you can know if they're a real friend or not. You know, Jesus said, I think it's in Matthew chapter 10. He sent the disciples out two by two to preach the gospel. And he said, when you come to a town and they don't accept you, he said, shake the dust off your feet. You remember reading that in the gospels, Matthew chapter 10? You need to shake off your old friends. Right? You see, Jesus was saying, shake the dust off your feet. Hey, someone won't accept you in their house to sleep overnight because you're preaching the gospel. That's what he was telling to the disciples. He, he said, leave that town and shake the dust off your feet. One friend who was real close to me, and I just ran into him about three months ago on the street. He, he's retired. And... Um, Man, I didn't know him from Adam. I couldn't tell who he was. He was like my best friend growing up. And uh, he said, you remember me? I'm like, no, sorry. Don't know you. He said, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, what? But here's the thing. When I told him about the gospel, they would have answers like, oh, you know what? I, I, I have religion. I got religion. You see, and I'm not... See, the gospel isn't about religion. Religion is man's ways of reaching God. I'm talking about what God did for me. Having, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. God had a relationship with me. He reached down into my life. It wasn't about going to a church. It was about God and the Holy Spirit changed me when I got saved. I think this is uh, the proper criteria of success. Mark 15 Go ye into all the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, love people. But that's, you got to be more than world. You got to be to the person that's right in front of you. Well, here's the thing. Some people say, so you're saying that you need to have a friend that prays six times a day for six hours? No. No. I mean, look at Jesus. Jesus had Matthew, tax, tax collector. That was, he was hated by everybody. And Jesus is helping him. He had Judas, who was a deceitful heart. But that was for a purpose of God. That was a special purpose. That's not like, oh, I want to hang out with deceitful people. Here's my Bible verse, all right? You ready? 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. So the word communications means companionships. Be not deceived. Evil companionships. 
Having friends that don't know the Lord as their Savior is different than having friends that are evil companionships. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 3, don't have evil companionships. Criteria of successful friends, don't drag me down. What's their agenda? Do they help me know Jesus? Are they open to talk about Jesus? Give the gospel to your friends. Do they want to give the gospel and shake off your old friends that are dragging you down? And then the goals of friendship, Pat's goals, is number one, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, Mark 12, 30, and 31. Number two, love your family. Put them first in your heart. Love people. Mark 15, go ye into all the world. That preach the gospel. That means the person is right in front of you. I was just in Kensington, Philadelphia yesterday, surrounded by hundreds of drug addicts shooting up needles right in front of me while I was preaching the gospel. That's loving people. And then share the gospel to all your friends. Share the gospel to the people. Share the gospel to the family. Why? Because God changed us with the gospel. You know, these, this is how you have friends without fangs. So if we could change that, friends without fangs.